I don't know if there's enough bourbon in this house to make this less awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we can start with our move to Denver. The move to Denver. What, Den- are, the, what are the biggest differences you've noticed between San Francisco and Denver? Uh, population. Where is everybody? Why doesn't anyone live here? Why do I go to the park and there's like one person doing yoga? And why is she dead center in the park? Can't she pick a tree? It's really hot here. I'd pick a tree. But no, she's right out in the middle. Only person. Yeah. One lady doing yoga in all of Denver. Also, I have not seen a single person shooting up or smoking crack since moving here. And no garbage. Um, did you notice our run today? Past the exploding <laughs> dumpster with like macaroni on the ground. I was like, oh, it's like San Francisco. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> it was at the very end of the run before we turned the corner back to the gym. There was that green dumpster. There was like macaroni and like an old carpet. And like, oh, we had the mattress. <laughs> yeah, oh, we the had mattress the mattress. I did notice the mattress thing like, of the entire side. We were running and I heard the people behind us see it. And they're like, oh man. They were all upset, and I was like, geez. <laughs> Have you ever tried to run in San Francisco? <laughs> Leaping over bodies. Hopefully still living. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our uh, CrossFit gym. CrossFit Lodo. Nice place. Good people. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's about half the cost of the one that we were doing in San Francisco. And by we, you mean you, me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost, half, it's almost half the cost of just your membership alone for yeah. both of us for the whole year. That is another thing about Denver is everything, food, everything's cheaper here, but food is like 50% off. Mm-hmm. Why is it 50% even at, off? Even at the Whole Foods. Right. Yeah. Avocados are a dollar. How is that possible? It kind of just makes me angry when I go to places that have a higher cost of living and I'm, I know that they can charge less and be just fine, mm-hmm. but they're just charging more because they know that they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. That's irritating. It is irritating. So that's just like um, at the last company I was working at, when I told them I was going to move, they cut the pay by like 20%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like from their perspective, it absolutely makes no difference how much money they pay. But if you go live in a place like Denver then they're going to cut 20% off your pay because they don't want you to receive more value, I guess, for your work. But you're still doing the exact same work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I was actually shocked about how much I am not getting cut in my pay, although they haven't come back with my final pay yet. But um, I was expecting a much more significant pay cut being a teacher and all. But I guess not. I guess that strike last year really did something here in Denver. Yeah. So we moved to Denver. But in order to get here, we spent a long time in the car driving with a dog. Yep. And a 17-year-old cat smooshed into a very small carrier. Yep. What was the worst part of that drive for you as the driver? Um, 
That's a good question. I mean, besides the, nor- the so besides the regular of one of our tires leaking air all the time, so we have to stop every single day and reinflate our tire. Um, I'd say probably staying just uh, staying on the highway the whole time was was pretty boring. Um, like I eighty, yeah, you know, it's pretty pretty boring. Usually we're on the more interesting roads, so that was bad. Um, yeah, other than that, it was actually really easy drive. I thought, like Parker didn't poop on herself the entire <laughs> yeah. trip. Hey, Parker, <laughs> first time ever not pooping on Baxter herself. Baxter was completely chill the entire time. Yeah, he actually would poke his nose down next to Parker's carrier, which I thought was super cute. Yeah, I mean, there was like no no issues. Barely hit any traffic. Um, yeah, the truck handled all the weight fine. Really bad gas mileage. <laughs> um, like 12 and a half miles a gallon. But yeah, other than that, yeah, it was actually really smooth. I think it's just because we've done, we do so many trips already. Yeah, we are used to being in the truck for long periods of time. Also, I will say this sound here. We are enjoying uh, some uh, bullet <laughs> bourbon. Mine is on just with ice, uh, but Luis's is very complicated. It's not complicated. It's just a little extra. While I do enjoy bourbon on ice, sometimes the first few sips kind of make my nose hairs burn. So I got a super yummy watermelon last week and I took a few of the cubes and I froze them in the freezer. Mm -hmm. And so I added those in a glass with regular ice cubes and then added an unknown amount of bourbon because we don't have a shot glass. And then a can of Whole Foods 365 ginger flavored seltzer water, which is super yummy. Mm -hmm. And the combination is yummy, yummy. Especially after the end when you've drank everything and the watermelon has absorbed the ginger and the bourbon flavor and then you get to eat the watermelon chunks. It's like dessert after a drink. Not complicated. It's pretty complicated. (laughs) Complicated is when people like order the like five pump venti Mm -hmm. starbucks white mocha with two pumps of raspberry although you do you do get the the almond milk i don't get almond milk at starbucks anymore because their almond milk is disgusting yeah but i mean i do i do have to do a special order usually i get like the drip coffee and then actually i guess i guess we both kind of been getting drip coffee lately we get drip coffee one with room one without and then i just use the regular milk on the counter that's kind of the secret, I guess, is if you get anything that's not drip coffee, you have to wait. Right? And sometimes the lines are, like, when we're on our way somewhere, we're, like, on our way somewhere. I don't, this is not, like, leisurely Saturday, let's hang out at Starbucks for four hours and play D&D. Right? Yep. I want to, like, get out. I want to pee, get my coffee, get back in the truck, and go yep. find some place fun to play. Pit stop. Pit stop. Plus, Baxter's usually sitting in the car, barking, whining, or hooing. 
We're going to try to get him to who on the podcast. Can we get him to who? He is asleep, He's asleep. right now. Um, Maybe another time we will get Vexer to who, but it's not too hard to do because you, there's like an entire suite of noises you can make that'll cause him to react <laughs> very loudly. To who? The well, default uh, text tone on the iPhone. Even my special purchased ringtone on the iPhone uh-huh. makes uh, him who? Any kind of alarm whatsoever. But not our wake-up alarm. But fire alarms. That's true. Um, uh, did he beep at the cross or did he bark at the CrossFit clock? No, last time? because hmm. their clock is a less high pitch beep. Oh, they don't have like the official the, rogue. It's a rogue. It's a rogue clock, but the beep is a lower. Maybe you can. Oh, adjust. Dunk didn't have the rogue clock. Is that what that high pitch beep? Because he hated. He had that a different. Beep. Dunk had yeah, a different clock. He didn't have the rogue one. The rogue is the wrong, the rogue clock is the one that we had in our garage. Yeah, and he didn't seem to care about that one. Yeah. Yeah, so what else is new about Denver? The weather for me the weather's one of the biggest things. The constant it's like sunny every single day but yet it still has there's still thunderstorms in the afternoon. And the sun is different because in San Francisco, when it's 61, you know you need a sweatshirt and a coat. Right. And when it's 61 here, you can be in shorts and a tank top. It's like, A, there's not the super cold wind off the bay Mm -hmm. or off the ocean going towards the bay. The wind here is really hot. And also, is it because we're higher up? I mean, I'm the science person. I should know this. But like the sun is so much hotter here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's elevation. Probably. I mean, we're like an entire mile closer to the sun, so it's got to make a big difference. But like a mile really isn't going to make that big of a difference. We're so far from the sun that one mile is like a sand grain. Closer. If you think about in the big picture. Sure. I mean, a mile seems pretty big to us, but if you look at the universe, one mile is really maybe half a grain of sand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the sun is definitely hotter. It's definitely the heat is not uh, diluted by anything. So it feels warmer even when it's like 57, which is weird. But I like it. I've got a nice tan. Yeah, it's pretty good. I got a sunburn the first week I was here looking at I don't really sunburn, but I did notice when we lived in Oregon, because it's so cloudy for a good portion of the year, when the sun does come out, I would like overindulge and I would get these weird like like sunspots on my face where it's like the skin is darker. It almost looked like a bunch of freckles had melted. I'd get it on my chin and then like right above my forehead where like my bicycle helmet ended. Mm. And here, because I'm out regularly in shorter increments, I'm not getting like those weird sunspots. And maybe it's because we just spent the last year in San Francisco where we were outside a lot more. Mm. And it's not like that, like zero sun to like full sun. I don't think I ever noticed those. I did, only because I am really self-critical of all things. Mm. (laughs) I also, when I was in Indonesia, I got the skin bleaching creams that, like, you do to, like, keep those spots away. 
and I hoarded that stuff and mm. like would apply it to those spots. Yeah, Indonesia, really into the skin bleaching. Like if you go to any grocery store or like drugstore, there's like an entire aisle dedicated to skin bleaching for both men and women. Is that so? I've heard that a lot of people with darker skin, especially in Asia, try to make it whiter so that they because they see white skin as being desirable, like ivory white, like white people, basically. Right, because if you have if you have darker skin, what it means kind of culturally is that you're poor because you're outside working, and if you don't have dark oh, skin, I get it, you're it can- means yeah, that you you're well off, so you don't spend as much time outside. So even like the poorer families will put like baby powder or talc powder all over their little kids' faces to keep them from getting tan. And I don't actually think that talc powder or baby powder like resists sunlight at all, but it's just like a weird cultural thing. It's like when your grandma tells you if you go outside with wet hair, you're going to get a cold. It's not true, that's but a, That's the same thing. as like um, uh, back in the day, didn't people try to put on weight too? Because royalty was like just fat. So they're like, I'm going to be fat too because royalty right. is fat. So now I look like I'm like so if you hanging look out at, at home eating all day. Older paintings, there's like, the, it's called the Rubenesque. Or, and that's where women and men, but mostly women, are more full figured. They have like bellies and like rolls on their back and like bat wing arms. And that was because if you could put on weight, that meant you didn't have to do as much manual labor, meaning mm-hmm. you had enough food to keep you full and you didn't burn it all working your ass off every day. So, and now if you starve yourself to the point where you're a skeleton, you're very rich. Not in the U.S. though. Yeah, in the U.S. That's the thing in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. Talking about like anorexia and bulimia. Yeah, or- they have like the rate of anorexia and uh, bulimia and other... Um, different types of eating disorders, they've seen a skyrocket in women between the ages of 35 and 50 based and, on... And do you, what's your guess on the reason for that? I have a theory. Well, I think that our, if you look at movies and you look at celebrities, people who uh, are either famous for being famous or famous for being pretty or famous for being an actress, a lot of them are really, really lean like, but they have somebody who prepares their food for them and they have personal trainers and they have people who uh, help sculpt that shape. So if you don't have the money for that type of customization, <clears throat> um, then you just starve yourself, which kind of sucks. Isn't a whole lot of fun. Um, and a lot of that has to do with fashion. Like as you see famous people, who are not models start getting more and more attention via social media. You see that clothing designers want these people to wear their clothes to be exposed, but they're not going to custom make them for like a body shape that they don't normally make it for. And they make them for runway models. So if you're going to fit into their clothes, you have to get smaller. If you want the free fancy clothes. Yeah, but hasn't that, it's always been like that. Why would it be, why is it not, happening more now than it had in the past? Not so much. This is sort of a new thing in the last like 15 years. I think, it, I, now, think it's, I think, I think my theory is because of, it, you mentioned it, but social media, because you're constantly looking. I mean, it's like, 
yeah, it's like me. Like I have so many Instagram followers and just the idea of people looking at my pictures like that never happened in the past. And I feel like people, you know, there are people out there who, who like live for their Instagram pictures and don't eat any food and take selfies all day long. And they look like shit, but like so many people are following them and want to be like them that I can imagine um, people not eating just so that they can look better and post their own pictures and get more likes and get more followers and get f stupid free stuff like lipstick and yeah and free i mean i see it with my students they're more concerned with what celebrities are doing on snapchat or instagram than they are with like what their own families are doing I had kids who would, I'd give them like, you know, a 15 minute like phone break on like our extended period days where like class was an hour and a half. Like you can't expect a 14 year old to pay attention to physics for an hour and a half. Like mm -hmm. I can barely pay attention to physics for an hour and a half and I'm a grown adult. Um, so I'd give them like phone breaks and you would hear them. They're like, oh man, did you see so-and-so in that la la la? And they're more involved in these people's lives than they are in like people they actually interact with on a daily basis. And yeah, so when you see people who like suck their body into sausage casings, also called spanks, and have professional editing to make themselves look smaller here and thicker there, it's not attainable for a 14-year-old girl who doesn't have a personal trainer and a personal chef and a stylist and all those things. It sucks. But with the boys, too. They're not immune. Sure. I mean, when I was in high school, our buddy was trying to be a bodybuilder. Same exact thing, except different image. But, you know, con you know, like, you know, eating, like, I ate nothing but chicken and rice, like, all throughout high school and tons of tuna and, like, the muscle magazines and, you know. Yeah. Constantly trying to gain weight. And yeah, that kind of stuff and doing stuff like creatine, which today is seen as like totally healthy and beneficial in so many different ways. But at the time there was like no studies whatsoever. And I remember going to the doctor and the doctor and getting a, a blood test and talking about like high blood pressure. And he basically bl blamed the creatine, which it, you know, that's just cause we didn't have a lot of research on it, but like I was willing to just take like random shit trying to gain weight, you know? Yeah. And you just naturally have high blood pressure. Yeah, exactly. I've is had what high we've blood learned. pressure yeah, forever. <laughs> it doesn't I will, matter what I you will do. die of a heart attack someday, I'm sure. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> so. Super excited for that day. Um, um, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I think we've always bought into weird things that are publicized, but I think there's less vetting as far as what's publicized now. You know, as, as a kid, you would watch, my mom always watched the news. And so that was one of the few times the TV was on in my house. And when they would actually report something on either the local news or like 60 Minutes or like the nightly news or whatever it was, it felt like it was professionally vetted. Like they would cite the source of like the scientific article. And we know with scientific articles, when somebody finds something, it doesn't necessarily causation isn't correlation or vice versa so like you know red wine is good for you but like a bottle of red wine every day is not going to be good for you 
Maybe. We don't know. The verdict is still out on what red wine actually is or isn't good for you. I think the verdict is in that a bottle of wine a day isn't going to be right. good a for you. A whole bottle. <laughs> I think most people agree an but entire like bottle every single day. day. Yeah. Like I, like I, I ha- I, I've tried not to drink in the like recently, but, but I've started drinking more because, you know, I can't find anything that says that three drinks a week is like bad for you. You know, if, if, if you're being moderate about it. Right. Um, I think it's when you take it to the max that it starts hurting you. And I like to take things to the max, uh, you know, in my Somebody's young... hammering right now. <laughs> I think they're still <laughs> installing the kitchen next door. You know, in my young adulthood and late teen years, I usually took everything I possibly could to the max. And, you know, as I get older, I just moderate. But, you know, like, let's be honest. How long are we really going to live? Like, am I going to really enjoy being 97 because I didn't like indulge in a couple extra drinks a week or I didn't eat that like chocolate peanut butter bar the other day Mm -hmm. or like is 97 really that great? I don't know. Like from what I've learned about aging and how your body breaks down, we're not actually supposed to live that long and shit breaks down really fast and it's really icky stuff. Like... I probably won't have this problem because we're not having kids, but people who have children, especially multiple children, like more than three, you get what's called a prolapsed bladder. And that basically means all the tissue that holds your bladder in place gets all stretched out and wrinkly, just like your face and your bladder can fall out of your urethra. (laughs) Like, (laughs) why would I want to stay alive for that? Uh (laughs) I'm cool with it. Everything staying in place. Right. Like I like I don't I don't want to wear a diaper again. I wore a diaper once. I don't think I liked it very much. I don't really remember. But like I don't need to live to 97. I'd be okay with like 77. Yeah. I think the way that I always think about it is it's not necessarily that I'm going to die sooner because I drink. It's more of it doesn't help me with anything else that I'm trying to do. So like exercising every day or something you know doing push-ups going for a run whatever drinking seems to hurt that so if there's not a benefit to me drinking why would i do it because it just ruins all the other stuff i'm doing in my life it makes it hard for me to work on my other projects because i can't think straight it makes me you know less fit so all the work i put in like the two hours of exercise i put in today i'm probably taking a little bit of that back by take by drinking so if i don't like the drink I, if i if i don't enjoy the process of drinking then it doesn't doesn't make any sense but i've started enjoying it more so now it's now it's kind of worth it to me exercise for an hour and then not feel bad about whatever the the micro step backward that i take from enjoying a cup of bourbon right and as long as you stay yeah. hydrated your body can process like small amounts of alcohol on a like semi-regular basis yeah and you know it makes the uh like every single event that I go to or person I meet up that's always the default is do you want to get a drink too so it's nice to actually enjoy it and instead of drinking a glass of water the whole time and making everybody else feel awkward and being that guy <laughs> yeah I'm always that guy you're so. always that guy <laughs> no. but I have noticed so I have noticed in Denver <laughs> people drink a lot here this is a party town and they're super fit too right like everybody looks like they're in really good shape but they drink like crazy so it's all it's also one of those weird things where like people say don't eat car carbohydrates but then if you study some cultures like especially asian cultures who eat incredible amounts of carbs 
and they're not fat you know they're right. they're very very skinny so it's like is it really the carbs and the drinking that's hurting you or is it just the sitting on your ass all day that's hurting you because i i'm pretty sure that's what it is also the shit food that people eat oh package prepackaged food yeah i, I i'm Don't pretty sure that if started. you're eating well and you're exercising that you can do pretty much whatever you want in moderation and it doesn't even matter so um yeah the one thing I heard, I don't know where I heard this from, but this is what I've been doing secretly and not telling you is that. <laughs> I love um, it when you keep secrets from me. Yeah, is that because um, this, this, this was easy for me to think about and it made a lot of sense in terms of moderation for drinking is that um, an easy way to not drink too much is to, when you do have a drink, drink no more than three drinks and don't drink two days in a row. Hmm. So that makes it real easy because if I have a bourbon tonight, that means, uh, what is today? Today's Saturday. So that means I'll have a, next time I can have a drink is Monday. Oh, who and doesn't then, love to drink on Monday? Yeah. And then if I, and if I feel like having a second drink, that's fine. I feel like having a third drink, that's fine too. I don't usually do that except for like <laughs> two times in San Francisco, but, um, <laughs> But that would be the limit then. So once you start getting to four or five, that's when you start really feeling like crap the next day and it's not really worth it anyway. So yeah, that's kind of a cool little, actually, I think I, I, think I just remember where I heard that on was the like Kevin Rose podcast. I listened to a lot of podcasts and I don't know who he was interviewing, but that came up. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool thing that I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you're more you're more of a every single night kind of drinker sometimes i go for like streaks like i'll go like three nights in a row and then i won't for like two nights and i think it's just more like how am i feeling like during the school year if i have a super like terrible day at school i definitely want something to drink after school because Mm -hmm. it's a coping mechanism clearly not the healthiest coping mechanism that's out there in the world but i also try to work out regularly as well so like i know that exercise helps with your brain like releasing dopamine and endorphins and all those things that help regulate your mood so that if i have a super shitty day at school if i'm riding my bike home that i'm not bringing as much of that shit home to you so you Mm -hmm. don't have to hear about it as much and then i've kind of shaken it off a little but sometimes there is there's definitely a drinking culture in teaching. Like teachers talk about drinking a lot and there's definitely an unhealthy coping mechanism with teaching and drinking, which I don't know how teachers who are recovering alcoholics do it. Like I have a friend, she's a teacher, she's an AA. I have no idea how she navigates staff meetings where everyone looks at each other and is like, this would be so much better with like a pitcher of margaritas on the table, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> how do you deal with that? I, think I don't you just know. ignore it. I mean, I like, I, I you know, pro, with programmers, it's really common too. Yeah. It's becoming less common, I think. And uh, I think that's just because pro, like, web program so i'm a you know because i'm in the web programming programming has been around longer than web programming but web programming conferences have always been super like hipster and whatever but i think that's because web programming is so new and all the people going were so young yeah and so it's had this massive drinking culture every single conference you go to has open bars every single night and it's just like 
Every single night, those GitHub things where the bar would open at like 7 a.m. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, all day long. I have no idea. I Um, mean, but but that but um, as web programming, I think is around longer. All those people are getting older like myself. And we're just kind of like, actually, that's not cool. So I don't really feel like staying up until one o'clock in the morning drinking with random people. Uh, So. So I think it's not as big of a thing as it was, but. Uh, it definitely used to be a thing. There's definitely been studies that have shown in the United States that we did somewhere in like the last 10 or so years. Maybe it has to do with uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We They have seen an increase in binge drinking in the United States for adults, like 30 plus. They have started seeing a drastic increase in that. And I think that goes back to the whole like starving yourself thing. Like we see people on Instagram who are like, I hate this word. I hate it more than anything else in the world. Influencers. (laughs) I can't even say it like without making a double chin. Influencers. You know, and they're like seem to be so glamorous and they're so pretty and they're so like photoshopped and they like are drinking and they never look hungover if they are hungover and they say like, oh my God, I'm so hungover. They still look like they just like woke up out of some like romance novel with perfectly tousled hair and their eyeliner not halfway down their face, Mm -hmm. but like still in the right spot, which is completely not what happens when you drink too much and you're actually hungover. You really look like shit as well as feeling like shit. So they have seen an overall increase in binge drinking in the United States, which is curious. Hmm. You know, who is they? Um, people who study. I think <laughs> doctors. Well, because you know, whenever you go to the doctor, they ask you how much you drink. They're like, "Do you have this many drinks per week?" Or Every this? single person lies, unless they're like trying to to, to no, like look, not look every, amazing. I tell the truth. Every time I say how much I drink, so. Recently, well, since we've moved to Denver, I've started drinking probably three or four times a week, which is super different than how I've usually had drinks. Right. Well, it started but, even when we were in San Francisco. Yeah. But in the past, you know, people have asked, like when, like when we got the um, disability insurance recently. Oh, yeah. They said, how many drinks do you have per year? And I was like, I don't, I was like, I have no idea. Maybe... Maybe like half a drink a month. I mean, do you want fractions or something? And then I'll say, I'll say six drinks. And then, and then they reply with something like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how, it's like, I don't even count that stuff. Um, but it's just so low. When I go to the doctor, I feel like the doctor always thinks I'm lying that I don't drink. Uh, but now, it, now, thankfully, if I ever go to the doctor ever again, which I haven't done in a really long time, be able to say three or four drinks a week and, <laughs> and be and, telling the truth and they'll be yeah they'll oh here comes baxter hey bud baxter they'll, doesn't uh, drink although he does like bar- beer it gives him yeah. really bad gas yeah but he won't he'll only drink it off of the floor he won't i tried putting beer in his dog bowl once and he wouldn't drink it weirdo smart dog Drinking it off the floor as opposed to in this bowl. Just Makes not it drinking it. <laughs> hey, bud. Um, yeah, drinking. I don't know. I mean, I always just chalk up my indulgent behavior to the fact that I was just very indulgent in my teens and tried everything at least three times just to make sure. Um, and... 
you know, I still enjoy, I still enjoy the, uh, feeling of not being fully myself, you know, that feeling that drinking or other substances can kind of take you out of yourself. I really enjoyed that in my youth. And, you know, every once in a while, I still, I still like to take a step back and not quite be as me as me. Sure. No, I just like rammed my head into the microphone. Did yeah, you all hear that? doing some live volume adjustments. (laughs) You know, some people say that drinking makes you more yourself to a certain degree. Well, it's a depressant. Unless you have 7,000 drinks, but, but you know, one or two, because a lot of the times we, we spend so much time thinking, you know, thinking about what other people think about us and what we're saying that that's kind of not being yourself because you're filtering everything that you're wanting to say or do. And drinking sometimes removes that filter. It so. does remove your filter. There's like to a certain degree, like I said, you don't <clears throat> once you once somebody starts having five drinks, then you you want to filter basically everything they're saying because they're, <laughs> they're like assholes or they're crying or something. It takes yeah. them to some extreme that's like annoying. So well, it's because alcohol is a depressant. So the people yeah. who cry are the people who fight. It's because alcohol actually acts as a depressant and it depresses all sorts of different parts of your brain function and your body function. And so, you know, if you start crying a lot when you drink too much, it's because it's making you sad where you don't feel it initially because like the, sh- the amount of sugar that's in alcohol like gives you that sugar bump. And then after a while, the sugar's been used and all that's left is the alcohol still running through your bloodstream. And then that's where at like three o'clock in the morning, you have like the criers or the fighters or the sleepers, you know. Which I've been, I've been a sleeper. I think I've cried. I definitely have cried. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever fought. No, not a fighter. <laughs> I don't know what I am. You're so overly controlled all the time anyways, <laughs> that mostly the only way you can tell when you've, been, you've had too much to drink is like how you walk. That's the only way I can ever tell is like your motor control because usually in social settings, you're so quiet anyways that like you might start talking a little bit more, but you're also still so controlled that like, yeah, you'll, when, if it's just the two of us, you'll let loose a little bit more and then I can tell when you've, you've been drinking, but in social settings, when there's like more than I would say like six people, you're still like hyper in control until you start moving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think about it though, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Where, you know, I'm either the life of the party or I just want to disappear. I'm one of two places mm-hmm. on the spectrum. I either want to curl up in a ball and like vanish. Or everyone's my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Drinking. Um, I don't know. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about for this uh, inaugural episode of Undirected Random Podcast? <laughs> is there anything new that happened this week? I can't. I can't recall anything other than moving to Denver. 
well, I signed all my paperwork, so I am officially an employee yep. of Denver Public Schools, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Uh, I went and saw my school, which is, uh, that might be a whole nother podcast on its own. <laughs> the difference <laughs> between school. like the four schools I've worked at uh-huh. in the last four years, it's just, I think that's, I think that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know me and you know how I love to talk about school, but like this, this is a big change. Yeah, it's a pretty big change. I mean, I've, just from what I've seen, it's a pretty big change just from the outside. Yeah. So. What I think I'm most nervous about is um, helicopter and lawnmower parents. Because mm. the higher the socioeconomic status, the more time parents have to be involved in their students' life, which is great to have some involvement as opposed to like zero involvement. Um, but then there's also the parents who want everything to be perfect for their child. And I have not worked at a school where that was an issue. So usually when you're in schools with higher socioeconomic statuses, you get more of those like, why does my child have a B? I don't understand. They've always had all A's. What are you doing wrong? Why are you, why do you hate my child? Mm-hmm. I'm not prepared for those phone calls. Emails. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that'd be a good skill to have. Right. I don't know if I want it, but I guess it would be good. Um, I did go through and I found a website that has um, like 64 questions for a first date. Okay. And I copied and pasted a few of those just in case we ran out of things to say, but this could be a fun closing moment. Okay. Let's do it. Um, And I'm trying to figure out. Now, just for uh, reference... How long have we been married? We've been married for over five years. Okay. Good. And we've been together. I was legitimately asking. So. <laughs> it was five years in January, honey. And we've been together for almost 10 years. Okay. Perfect. We've lived in four states. We've had 11 addresses. Mm-hmm. We've had two roommates. Mm-hmm. One dog, one cat. How many jobs have you had in that period of time? Um, one, two, three, three jobs before I became a teacher and I've taught at four different schools. So seven jobs. How many have you had? Uh, well, we, is this, so we met at Apple. This is counting Apple. No, cause we didn't date while we met, while we were at Apple. Yeah. We didn't start dating until I was still at Apple. So, and after, you were at so after Apple. Progeny. Yeah. After Apple. So progeny and then climate corporation, mm-hmm. AKA weather bill. Mm-hmm. And then after that was square mm-hmm. and then. The photo mechanic company, which yep. is Camera Bits, mm. and that's when we moved to Oregon. Yep. That lasted three months. <laughs> <laughs> that job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> that God LinkedIn rounds up, right? <laughs> yeah. It, I And yeah, that's uh, that was a fine job, but I was basically working by myself, so it just wasn't fun. And then, um, and it wasn't flashy either. I was really drawn to flashy stuff at the, at that time. And then your next job was super flashy. 
uh github yeah yeah so next job was like basically dream job right um working at github and then um i was there forever five years yeah four years five years five years yeah and then um after github was coinbase right and then very recently i'm now at omizego so that's seven companies as well right so are you ready for a question and working remotely again. Yeah, I'm ready for the question. Oh, did you hear that? That was a who. Vax just who and Vax was over here making noise. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, so there's a bunch of questions here, but since we talked mostly about drinking and alcohol, I'm going to do this question, which was actually the last one I copied and pasted to my notes. Uh, what sport would be funniest if the athletes had to be drunk while playing? Um, if the athletes had to be drunk... Um, I would say, uh, so my gut is bringing me to like a track and field sport because <laughs> there's lots of sprinting and dodging things. I was thinking of like the shot put. Right, right. Like, but I was more thinking either um, hurdles <laughs> or, so hurdles is, would obviously be funny because people would be tripping over the hurdles. But the other one that might be like, almost grotesque is the pole jumping because there's an incredible amount. Like I've watched YouTube videos of just pole jumping fails. Yeah. And even when people are not drunk and they're 100% on their game, you can really mess yourself up with those. I mean, you can miss the little stick that you stick your stick in. Yeah. And then you just, that's just like, you know, you kebab yourself basically. (laughs) But then there's also the ones where you do hit it, you nail it correctly, Uh but then your hands slip off of it and it's this giant, (laughs) this giant springy wood or metal noodle that just (laughs) smacks you in the face or does, it's like the worst stuff ever. So probably the uh, high pole jumping, uh, I would, yeah, I would definitely go to see that if that was a local thing. I was definitely thinking more close quarters type sports. And I went to um, two sports which are televised. I'm not ever 100% sure why they're televised. Bowling. And that seems, I I mean, why? (laughs) With bowling, I feel like, A, people actually usually are drunk when they go bowling. (laughs) But not competitive bowling. Okay. But also, but then B, it just goes in the gutter, doesn't it? Right, but I mean, if you're, those shoes are so slippery, and if you step on the lane, like, you could wipe out. I was also thinking either um, pool, because mm-hmm. with the sticks, somebody's mm-hmm. going to lose an eye, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, golf also would be hilarious. Golf would be good. There'd be a lot of I extra. think there are drunk people who don't golf on a regular basis, but since I don't golf, I don't ever see that. Yeah. But um, those are those are the ones I was thinking. Close quarters with things that can like slip out of your hand and like fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a question for a first date. Yeah, I thought they were going to be more of like, do you want to have babies or like, how much do you make every a year or what's your, you know, what what do you ha- where do you see yourself in five years? Like questions, phrase like, like job that. job interview questions. Well, basically, I mean, you're like interviewing somebody, you know, to I mean, there potentially were, there spend were, the rest of your life To be fair, with. there were a lot of really boring ones that I skipped over. Because the whole thing is like, how many questions is it? Hold on, let me scroll to the top. 
Um, 137 uncommon uncommon first date questions that can easily spark conversation. That was definitely uncommon, the one you just asked. Yeah, and it was way down at the bottom Uh, of the list. Yeah. So that was like 97. Oh. So, but, you know, I just wanted to pull the fun ones because... Obviously, we're not on a first date. Okay, so what are your... Uh, so should we start wrapping this up? Sure. Okay. How do we do that? Um, what are your... What are your... I don't know how to end this either. I was going to say, what are your goals for the next week? But now I feel like it's like a... I'm mimicking one of the podcasts I listen to all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it's that like Ben's? One of the only... Yes, Ben's <laughs> podcast. The Art of Product podcast. <laughs> My goals for the next week are to exercise at least four days. <laughs> I'm a teacher on summer break, just in case you didn't catch that. So I have very small goals. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking lots of coffee, exercising, walking the dog. Uh, maybe I'll get my toes done, go get a pedicure before I leave for Africa. I don't know. I have I have like zero goals. Maybe read another book. Maybe read four books because you know I read a book a day. So yep. <laughs> that's those are my oh I know what my goals are for this week hmm. to get this place ready for our very first guest. That's right, Mr. Vinny. Mr. Vinny, our real estate agent and only pseudo friend in the entire city. Yep, <laughs> pseudo friend who we have not seen since moving here. <laughs> is maybe coming to our house on friday yeah you know i would say he's more than a pseudo friend uh he 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 you know really gave me the tour of denver oh shit sorry jeez (laughs) really gave me the tour of denver let me stay at his house a couple days i mean him and his family are so freaking nice um and we're going to a baseball game with him i know are we all sitting together i think so Vinny, Vinny's buying the tickets and i'm paying him back when we get there so i think he's Oh, sweet. Lining us all up next to each other. Um, Are they bringing their children? I didn't ask. Oh, okay. So Kids could be fun at a ball game. Yeah, I think they bring them a lot, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, who doesn't like a baseball game? Besides me, but I'm starting to like them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so uh, for reference, the the condo that that we purchased... Is right next to the baseball stadium. Personal high five on that one. Woo. Woo. So, uh, so we can see the lights. We can hear the announcer. Yeah. Uh, and Every time there's a game, we are almost at the game. I know. When we are home. We can hear the cheering is like your own personal cheer squad. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should start going to the gym during games so that when people are cheering, because we could probably hear the cheering from the gym. Mm-hmm. It would be like more motivation. <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, Listen to all these people cheering yeah. for you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. So what are your personal goals for this upcoming week? Uh, Chris Hunt. Well, I am not on break. No, you've been working like a so maniac. I work. So my goals are work related. I mean, I guess for our condo, I, I, I just want to get, uh, I just finished unpacking the last couple boxes, so that's good. But um, we got some couple pieces of artwork to hang up. I got to figure out how to hang up bicycles on metal studs, uh, which, is, yeah, which is something I've never done before. Um, and it's a little bit scary drilling into a piece of metal as well. I mean, like people next door have been installing a whole new kitchen for the last week. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but uh, you know, people there are people that run a marathon every single day. 
yeah, doesn't mean I want to do it or I can't do it right now. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I want to do that. I want to get that done, get our bikes hung, uh, hanged on the wall so they're not sitting around. And um, yeah, all my, all my other goals are work-related. So right now, I'm, I've, I'm, everything has changed at where I'm working. I'm not even using the same programming language anymore. So feeling really new at everything. So just, uh, yeah, lots of learning and practice and welcome to my world of yeah. changing teaching jobs every single year yeah because every school has their own language the only thing that has stayed constant though are the people i'm working with i know so you have i've Arthur. been working with the same people for like almost seven years now but it's been at three different companies but we keep moving together so it's really nice that is nice all right i think that's it i'm okay. gonna end it all right, we're it's ending. Done. We're ending. Bye. Uh, for are we going to do show notes with this podcast? About what? <laughs> I, I cannot okay. cite yeah. any of my sources uh, that right. I quoted. I don't, I don't think we're going to we'll take the time to do any kind of show notes, but uh, we did make a website, so maybe in the show notes. But if you're listening notes, to this, you already know where go. to find episodes, so it doesn't even. But I won't even waste it. I, I will still provide a URL because I feel like I must provide a URL because I paid for it. But I know that if you're listening to this, you already know how to get access to the podcast. So it would be a waste of time. However, we do have thehunts.fm. And I imagine over time we will come up with more structure for these. We could just put a picture of our new condo in the show notes. So people could see it. Okay. Because who's going to listen to this except for people that we know? Absolutely. I would wager that even lots of people we know will not listen to this. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares what those crazy hunt, hunts are up to? Um, hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, we'll see you in a week. In a week. All right. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.